Hey, Bill, it's Vincent. Hey, I was calling to get your thoughts on Apple Arcade. In watching their release video, announcement video, whatever it was, it looked like they threw some money at uh, some developers to make some pretty cool-looking games. Um, obviously, it follows along with the games-as-a-service model. Um, I guess you pay 10 bucks a month or whatever, and they you get some games, I think. Maybe I'm misremembering. But anyway... I'm not crazy about mobile games. I know I don't think you are either, and I don't, you know, I know they're huge, and I know they make a ton of money, but I don't personally know anyone that's big into mobile games. Do you think Apple Arcade is going to kind of uh, shift that a little bit and get more people involved into taking mobile games seriously? Uh, I'm interested in what you think. Thanks. Hey, Vincent, thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. I, I don't think you're asking the right question. I think what you're trying to ask is, will Apple Arcade be successful? And I think it certainly has a possibility of being successful. I don't think it's going to catch fire right when it comes out, though. And the reason is because the people... I'm making a sweeping generalization here. So if what I say doesn't apply to you or anybody else who's listening, then take what I have to say with a grain of salt. But I feel like the people who play games on mobile, while many of them also play games on more traditional consoles, I think the vast majority of them, the only way that they play games is on their phone. So do I think that Apple Arcade can be successful? Yes. Do I think that it puts Apple in the same category as the console makers? I don't think so. Because it's a it's a wildly different experience. The games that do well on mobile are games that you play for extremely short periods of time. The games that do well on consoles and PC, those are the games that you play for extended periods of time. And yes, There are, of course, exceptions to both rules. People play games on their phones. A lot more people play games on their phones than do on consoles. More people play games on their phones than do on PC. And the reason for that is because there's a lot more people who have phones than have these other things, which is a weird thing. Like, the the mobile industry has just taken off like a, a... a hockey stick on a, on a graph. It's insane how quickly it's grown. And I don't, I don't have any, I don't, I have no ill will towards the mobile market, but the games that are on those platforms tend to bore me. I, I also don't like having my thumb in front of the screen. And the only way that I would say that Apple is trying to compete is if they said, oh, and all of these games will be both touchscreen and supported by controller. Then I would say, okay, Apple's making a real move to try and compete with Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, and Google with Stadia. But Apple didn't say that. These are games that are designed for a touchscreen phone first. And most of them probably won't have anything to do with a controller. And the reason for that is because the developers can't guarantee that you're going to have a controller. 
So why bother supporting one? It's just not in their best interest. So I do, while I do think that Apple Arcade can be successful because there are far more people that play games on those devices than do on any other devices known to man, I don't think that this puts Apple in the same category as the console makers or the PC. And am I interested in Apple Arcade? Probably not. I'm willing to be wrong, though. I love it when when somebody proves me wrong and does something that I think is awesome when I thought that it would be really, really bad. So, Vincent, thank you very much for the call. Uh, as far as the calls go, I just want to... I, I, I want to... Uh, talk just for a second about how the calls are going to work. I, I know that this is your thoughts on games. And the way that I'm going to do the, the calls from now on, by the way, um, make sure that you call in. Uh, go to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail, and you can call into all my shows. Um, or just click the link in the show notes. But the way I'm going to do the calls from now on is if it's just a statement, if you're just telling me something uh, that you want to share, then I'm just going to take that uh, and, and just throw it in at the beginning or the end of the episode. If you have a question, then what I may do is I may answer that question, uh, but it might not be as high quality as normal. If you're asking me a question and because... because how do I want to phrase this? I re- okay. I'm kind of changing the format of Run Jump Stomp. And I know that this episode's really, really long because I'm putting this in front of an episode that I just finished recording that was an hour long. Uh, I'm changing the format of Run Jump Stomp. The format that I'm going for now is I'm going to try as often as I can to have a guest on and we're going to talk about gaming news and you know what that person, whatever that person wants to talk about for the most part. Um, and then when you guys call in, I'm going to attach that to the beginning and end of episodes. However, if you call in with a question that needs me to respond to it, then what I will probably do is do a, an, an, another episode and I can't always sit down at my computer to do this. So you may end up hearing, you know, not the best sound quality as I reply to your, uh, your your questions and stuff because I'll just do it from my phone like I'll I'll be out and about and I'll just hold my phone up to my head and uh, reply to your call maybe you know as these episodes come or as these calls come in I will do these this maybe throughout the week if I get enough calls and then I can send out a bonus episode that that is just me responding to you guys so I really do want to want those calls to keep coming uh, and, but expect, if that happens, that we will get more episodes. There will be episodes that have your questions and your and my answers. And then there will be episodes that they might have uh, content from you, the listener, but they'll also have a big, long, uh, extended discussion between me and somebody else, if I can get a guest. Kind of like last episode with Scott Johnson, and then this episode with Captain Logan uh, from the Keelhalt podcast. So that's my plan going forward. We'll see how it works. I've got some, 
I've got a ridiculous guest that I'm I'm currently trying to nail down. They have agreed to be on the show, and now we're just trying to work out the time. It is going to blow your minds uh, if if we can actually work out the timing. They're a very very busy person, uh, but. I'm very excited to get them on. I'll let you know more as soon as I can. Uh, Vincent, thanks for the call. Uh, hopefully I answered your question. I'm sorry that I missed the first call. He actually called before and somehow I just, my eyes glazed over and I missed it. Uh, but keep those calls coming, everyone. We're going to we're gonna keep having more and, and more discussion from you guys as well as uh, I really want this podcast to turn into... Uh, more than it is. I'm so happy with how it's going, but I think that there's ways that I can improve on it. And if you guys have ways that I can improve it, then call and let me know. All right. Without further ado, here is me and Captain Logan talking all about, what the hell did we talk about? Oh, uh, World of Warcraft and E3 floor plan. Uh, It was a really good talk. So make sure that you guys buckle up and listen. Have fun. Bye-bye. On episode 25 of Run Jump Stomp, we have the official floor plan for E3. Wow, classic beta and the wow cinematic. Plus Crazy Eddie on this episode of Run Jump Stomp. everybody welcome back to another episode of run jump stomp if you want to get run jump stomp and my other podcasts uh uh, ad free i I couldn't get that out ad free for as little as a dollar check out my patreon patreon.com slash run jump stomp you can also share your thoughts on gaming by leaving a voicemail uh, at my voicemail page. It's a new thing. You could go to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail, and you can leave a message for any of my shows from any device. I am joined today by a, a good buddy of mine, Captain Logan. He is the host of Keelhauled, a pirate-themed podcast uh, all about Sea of Thieves. Logan, how's it going, man? Great. How are you doing, Bill? Long uh, time no see. Yeah, I... I, I I, I, I had a great day, and I'm excited. For, I'm very, very excited for the weekend. Um, Captain Logan, tell people about your podcast. Uh, I've been making Keelhalt podcast for a little over a year now, just celebrated recently back in February. Uh, and it is a Sea of Thieves centric podcast. So if you've ever been curious about Sea of Thieves, especially with the latest update, um, I am the, the one podcast that has survived much like Highlander. There can be only one (laughs) true fan based podcast for Sea of Thieves. Um, I've loved that game and I, I love that game so much that it pushed me to jump into podcasting and thankfully with help like you with help from uh lloyd from from um from nintendo pulse and stuff and josh from n64 josh and his show it's like everyone has been supportive enough of of me to make a podcast that i i finally dove in uh deep in the waters for sea of thieves so if you like sea of thieves if you if you want to learn more about it or keep up to date i do a weekly podcast that you can find out there just look up sea of thieves and you'll see all the see the the keel halt logo 
That's right. And if you need help spelling keelhauled, which I would need help, could could you tell people how to spell it? Because there's no way people are going to spell it right. Yes. So I actually spell it kind of uh, instead of it's separated. It's uh, K E E L H A U L E D, and Wait. the keel is actually the bottom part of the ship. Wait a second. So that's supposed to be two words. Yes. In real life. Uh, in, yeah, because it's it was like it was a it was a <laughs> it was actually a punishment. So if you did something wrong on the ship, um, you would either get lashes or keel hauled or thrown in the brig or, or sent back. You know, there were lots of th lots of punishments that happened on ships uh, back in the day, back in like the 17th century. And one of them was keel hauling. And that was where they would tie a rope around your waist. And depending on the, the, the severity of the punishment, you would either be pulled from uh, stern to aft or from starboard to port. And they would they would tie the rope around you. The rope would go underneath the ship and they would pull you underneath the actual ship while sailing. And if you survived, then kudos, you, you did your punishment. But because of all the barnacles on the bottom of the ship, a lot of a lot of sailors would get cut up and bruised broken bones um some would drown it's just uh, it was it was a pretty pretty rough uh punishment but it was um keel hauling is is definitely one of those uh severe things and and it was just a, a random chance that that was the name that got picked by one of the people watching a stream one day while i was playing the beta they're like name it keel hauled i'm like cool Let's we'll go with that. <laughs> that is awesome. I always I always like knew from context that it was a punishment, but I never actually knew what it meant. And that sounds awful. That yeah. sounds really, really <laughs> awful. Well, let, let's uh, thank you for our little history lesson uh, and some insight, uh, Logan. I, re I appreciate it. Let's jump in with our very first story of the day, and that is... Uh, we've got the actual floor plans for E3, and uh, they, man, Nintendo has a huge, huge section of it. But what I'm noticing is, the, um, you know, I'm looking at the, are you seeing it right now? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Insane. It, it's really insane. And uh, I'm looking at this uh, at the West Hall, but, but what I find more interesting is the size of Sega's booth for the West Hall. The Sega booth yeah. is really, really big. And I, I, I don't know if that's because the the price of, like, I, I don't know if maybe the price of that booth space decreased after Sony said, um, I, I, I'm not coming. Because uh, if, if you, the, for those of you that aren't paying attention, Sony is not going to be at E3 this year i don't think that means that they're not going to do something but i certainly but they're not at e3 showing something uh but sega has a huge booth i mean it's bigger than the oculus booth uh that really surprises me for uh, it just being a game developer anything on yeah. the west hall thing surprise you oculus actually i know they're going to be doing their demo for their new hardware coming out but I, I i imagine they would probably need that room for for being able to have like the sensors and stuff um but they're going to be i heard that they're going to be demoing their standalone headset that doesn't have any wires or anything like that the, the thousand dollar one oh yeah. wait oh no like, no wait is that or a, is it insight 
No, that's Valve. I can't remember what it's Wait, called. Wait, doesn't Valve have the Insight one? And Oculus has Oculus Go and Oculus Quest, right? I'm probably mixing them up. That would yeah. make more sense. Valve has the one, and I don't, it's Index. Valve Index. That's the one that's $1,000 by itself. And then yeah. the Oculus Quest okay. is the one. I think that's about $400. And that's all standalone. It doesn't require sensors or anything, but... You know, you bring up a good point. They do need room to yeah, play VR them. games because people are going to be moving around. So it makes a lot of sense that they would have a large area. And it's not like they don't have the money. Uh, it's Facebook for crying out loud. Uh, but then we've got the... Think, Go ahead. Do you think they're going to be promoting the Sega movie, the Sonic movie at the uh, at E3? Do you think they'll have anything there? You know, I'm, I'm just trying to I think mean, like maybe, what, they, what they could be putting maybe but at the same time i don't know that they really need to promote it i, I mean unless they have another trailer with the quote-unquote fixed sonic after all of the backlash i don't need to yeah. think that that's a movie that needs to be promoted um people are going to go see it even people who have seen the trailer and they're like this is trash i hate it. i hate everything now they're probably going to go see it i'll probably end up taking yeah. my kid to go see it because it's a video game movie, and that's what we do. Uh, Fisto in chat saying they do have the Sega Mini and the new Sonic Racing game, but that seems like a huge booth for that little tiny bit. Um, yeah. Do, have you pre-ordered the Sega uh, Mini console, the Mini Genesis? I probably will, uh, but I was never a Sega kid growing up. I always had friends that were the Sega folks, so the nostalgia for me isn't quite there, but at the same time, just the the news that's going around about how good the emulation is and the the latest announcement for like the the games that are going to be put on there like i i will probably be picking one up i just haven't haven't decided to uh to pre-order it just yet yeah so they just announced uh, they said that it's going to include 40 games and now we know 30 of the games and the ones that were just announced the other day is uh, Street Fighter 2, the Special Championship Edition. I think that is the version of Street Fighter 2 that I had when I was a kid on my Genesis. Um, and I had the Genesis that had the six buttons for the controller. Oh, nice. Now, this so one... The right one. Yeah, the right one. <laughs> this one comes with the three buttons. So, like, that yeah. one, I'm not so sure about Street Fighter 2 Special Championship Edition for that, because I, I feel like in order to get the most out of that game, you have to have the, the six-button controller. I don't know how you're going to pull off half of the moves that require, like, specific <laughs> specific buttons that aren't going to be on that controller. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm going to go to Amazon right yeah. now and look at my pre-orders, because I did pre-order it, because I... I you know, I think it looks great. And yeah, mm -hmm. I'm looking at the picture of the uh, of it right now, and it's the three-button controller. I am very curious as to how that's going to work. Now, this is unlike the Nintendo uh, Classic system. It has um, USB ports. It doesn't have their proprietary nonsense. The proprietary so one. I'm sure you that you feasibly. can. I'm sure that you can buy a a port. Or, I'm sorry, a uh, controller that would work with that. Uh, Res TV yeah. in chat saying uh, you can switch between punch and kick with the select button. Uh, Res, there is no select button. 
the original Genesis controller had buttons A, B, and C and start. That's it. So I don't know what's going on there. Fisto says that they'll have a six button aftermarket. Uh, and then rest TV says they said it'll work with third party controllers that that's good, but to ship a game that pretty much requires six buttons and yeah. to ship that without a six button controller, that, that just seems dumb to me. But I mean, they are, they are pushing it as the, the classic Sega system. So, I mean, it didn't have that at launch. They, they eventually came out with the six button controller and they're, they're obviously like showing that they'll support it with the USB format. But I mean, if you want that classic feel and style, then that, I mean, they're staying true to what, what they're saying that this is essentially going to be regardless of what the developers did with, uh, additional buttons later on. So it's, I can see both sides of it, but I, I honestly think that the, that the original controller is going to feel more nostalgic than, than having this, and even though that's obviously what they should just have like one of each. So if you, if you, cause I mean, I don't know, it seems like they could, they could easily put a six button controller in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, res TV is confirming the start button will swap between punches and kicks. Uh, he just had the name wrong. I, I, I figured oh, that's, that's what you meant. I was just kind of trolling a little bit. Um, I wonder, I wonder if that's a, like a toggle or if you actually have to hold down the start button and then, cause that would be ridiculous. Oh like my if you God. Had to actually would... hold down the start button and try and like finagle the, the rest of your fingers to go over ABC. Uh, that would be rough. That would be rough. And you know what? I, I'm kind of harping on this. There's a lot of ways that you can play uh street fighter two. And this is not going to be the one that I play it. I, I did pre-order this and I pre-ordered it partly because it has that authentic controller and I want to play these games on an authentic controller. And sure, if I want, I can play these games on my Raspberry Pi, but it's not the same. It's, it's going to be much better playing them on here with the exception of Street Fighter 2. Uh, other games that were recently announced as Ghouls and Ghosts. Alex Kidd, The Enchanted Castle, Beyond Oasis, Golden Axe, Fantasy Star 4, Sonic the Hedgehog Spinball, which is really good, uh, Vector Man, I always wanted to play it, never had it when I was a so kid. So good. Is that's it? a fun one. That's that's one of my favorites, actually. That's one of the few games that I did get to play, and uh, that's one that, like, every time I, I think about the Genesis, that one is one of the few that I'm just like, yeah, man, I miss Vector Man. That was, that was a good, it was a good side-scroller good platformer very cool and then there's wonder boy and monster world and then the one that that i think surprised everyone is mega man the wily wars so this is a game that was only available on outside the u.s and i think it was i think it was available in the u.s but only through SegaNet. do you remember SegaNet? yeah that was one that i think it was like the the sega net or i can't even remember um but like you could only get it if you if you actually like downloaded it. I don't even remember how they even did that, but I remember hearing about it and reading magazines about it. But it was like it was such a foreign concept to me. I was like, "What do you mean, hook it up and, <laughs> and play it on a Sega Channel thing? That doesn't make any sense." Yeah, Sega Channel. That's what I meant to call it. Um, so uh, basically, Sega Channel was a cartridge, and I never I never had Sega Channel, but Sega Channel was a cartridge that had a spot for a wire in the back now 
Part of me wants to say this wire was a cable wire, but I don't think it was. I'm pretty sure it was just a, uh, a phone wire. Uh, so you would yeah. plug the phone wire in and then you would connect to SegaNet that way. And then you could download this game, Mega Man, the, the Wily Wars. Uh, never been available in the US um, on an official uh, on an official capacity. But it, now it's going to be. And I think that there's a lot of people that are excited for that. I can't imagine that they would, you know, use up a lot of booth space for for that, though. Not at E3. So that's that kind of leads me to the idea that something big is coming from Sega that we don't know about. And they've just been keeping keeping the lid and that it might actually tie into Nintendo because, I mean... Obviously, if they're picking up a big booth space and they're keeping it next to Nintendo space, I imagine that they'll probably tie in. Um, and I'm trying to remember who does Bayonetta. Bayonetta is starts with a B. It's not Sega. Um, oh okay. my God, who does Bayonetta? Platinum Games? Platinum, not a B. P. Okay. All right. I was thinking maybe in the off chance there might be like playable demos of. Bayonetta 3 out there and it was if it was Sega uh developed or published or no developed gotcha I don't know that's that's really interesting I I would love to see something big and exciting coming from Sega because they've uh, I don't know they they kind of been hanging back and doing moderate stuff as far as I've I've been aware of so if they haven't been doing something amazing it's it's nothing that it's caught my attention all right so let's we we've looked at the West Hall I'm looking around. I don't see Microsoft. Let's check the South no. Hall. And I don't see Microsoft. Now, I know that Microsoft is still doing a press conference. I think they're the only ones doing yeah. a press conference. But I don't see any floor space for them. That is they've got, very surprising. They've got their Coliseum thing. They've got their their Microsoft Arena area that's separate Oh, that's separate tent outside? From well, they've got like um, what's it called? The the Microsoft. They actually have like their own building over there that I think they get. Um, oh, I was remembering they, when they unveiled the Connect and they had like the tent outside of E3, and so they don't get floor space here. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, because they they they're planning on doing the um the xbox fan fest there they're planning on having uh like i know rare is going to be there but they have like an entire building that's uh, uh that's that's just for themselves um but i can't remember can't remember what it's called right now but yeah that's that's going to be where where they're at i think it's like just across the way or across the street from where e3 actually happens right um so I i'm looking at the south hall we got Facebook gaming there. It's odd that they're separated from Oculus. That's uh, that's odd to me because Facebook owns them. And then the biggest booths that they have are Bethesda, Epic Games, 2K, Square Enix, Ubisoft, and Capcom. Uh, of those, who are you looking forward to hearing from the most? Honestly, I'm kind of curious what Bethesda is going to announce because everything they did last year was seemed kind of far out. Like uh, I know Doom Eternal is going to be one that they'll probably be touching on the most. But outside of that, I mean, I can't see them wanting to, to 
to talk too much about Fallout 76 because of just how how that went last year. And then everything else seemed like it was at least a few years out, like next gen console stuff. So I don't know why they would need such a big area for for E3 this year. I could imagine like next year, but I'm kind of curious to see like what they're going to be doing and if they're going to be talking more about their next Elder Scrolls game or uh, whatever the 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 space one that um todd howard is going to be going on about but yeah it, other than that i i can't see too much uh from square enix i imagine they'll probably have more information about final fantasy 7 and what that's going to be but do you think uh, it'll be playable i i would hope so i feel like if they had to i, I mean that's been in the cooker for ye, for way too long and I imagine if they wanted to talk about it on the Sony, uh, um, was it the state of play? I can't remember what they call yeah. their little directs. Yeah. Uh, I imagine if they, if they show it off there, then they want to draw attention to it. And if they wanted to capitalize on the state of play trailer, then they have to have something playable at E3. There has to be something for gamers to get excited about, to actually play around with it and to have a, have something because otherwise what are they doing like I, I can't imagine that there's much else that they really have to show off uh from square enix i mean i um death stranding maybe no not death stranding because that's, that's kojima's uh, kojima, thing yeah, mm, yeah. it's got to be playable at e3 I, I can't imagine them wasting that space and not having final fantasy 7 well you guys heard it here first all right captain logan says it's going to be playable. He said confirmed. All right. Yep. Uh, for, as far as sources. Be- yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as Bethesda goes, I, I don't know that they would use up the space to, to hype up Elder Scrolls Online. I know that they have a new expansion coming out for that game, and it's coming out shortly after E3. But I don't see like that. That really just appeals to the people who are already playing the game. And if you're not already interested in that, you're probably not interested in checking it out because you've already tried the game and you're you don't want to keep playing. So I don't I I agree with you that there's there's got to be something from Bethesda because they've got this huge booth space. But like they said, Morrowind was or not Morrowind uh, Elder Scrolls six. Is it six? seven um i have no clue six yes because skyrim was five elder scrolls six is way Uh, off um i don't think that they would use like what are they going to have a bunch of phones set up for for blades when that's already out and then you're right that space one oh oh yeah well (laughs) i mean but rage 2 is already out i mean people can play that why hype it up at e3 that's a really it's a really good question i don't know i i I I hope that we get something playable there yeah i i'm sure they'll probably have more to do with like doom eternal like they'll they'll probably have a lot more of that uh there and, and hopefully playable um i mean that's something that they they announced la- was it last year or the year before because i'm pretty sure it was last year that they did doom eternal or is it eternal or immortal eternal no, immortal no. is uh the diablo thing that's right um I'm getting my uh my my mobile mixed in with my dooms and stuff. Um but yeah, I imagine they got to be they got to be showing something about the 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 doom game that's coming out cuz that's uh that's something that a lot of people really really want and um I still 
I, I'm still going to push you to to play Doom on Switch because the the gyroscopic controls uh, are still like they're they're really good. They feel really good. You should definitely play it. I, I played all of the original uh, or the original. Um, I mean, I played all of the original Doom, but that's not what I meant. The 2016 Doom. I played that on my PC using a Steam controller, which has the gyroscope. And I yeah. completely agree. That is the the way to play that game is with a gyroscope. It's really, really fun that way. Um, I would disagree about saying that you should play it on the Switch. I think you should play it on a PS4 or Xbox One or PC if you have mm -hmm. access to those only because that game is just gorgeous and... While the Switch is an extremely good port and Panic Button did a great job on it, I, I, I would say that you would be much, you, you would just, you'd be better off playing on those other platforms, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Fair um, enough. I'll, I'll, I'll keep pushing. <laughs> uh, I, I, let's, let's take a go ahead. Uh, I'm just curious, like, what what do you think would be coming from? Are there any other companies on here that you're looking at that that you're kind of wondering, like? what what they're going to be bringing to the table well i mean it's 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 odd to say this but epic games i can't imagine like they don't need to hype up Fortnite. and yeah. are they i mean they already have unreal tournament is as out so what other games could come from them that would justify that huge space. Now, maybe that doesn't matter because they just have so much money and we'll talk about just quite how much money they have in just a, a little bit. It, you know what? In fact, let's use that as a segue real quick and talk about this. Um, they have so much money that they're just literally throwing it away. Um, they Have you heard about the <laughs> Epic Mega Sale? I have, I have, I haven't gotten a chance to to see what all is going on. So what are what are they doing with the the mega sale? Like I just know that they're doing one. Okay, so most sales, like let's say that there's a Steam sale and you buy Final Fantasy VII for the PC uh, for Steam for five bucks mm -hmm. because of that Steam Sounds sale. Good. Square Enix just lost $10 on the sale of that game because that game is usually $15. You with me? Yes. Okay. For the Epic Mega Sale, they are saying great games up to 75% off plus $10 off any game, $15 and up. Okay, sounds great. What's weird about this? What's weird about this is the developers are not taking a cut. They're not losing money on this. Epic... Oh. is literally just eating the cost. You buy the game for five bucks and they are sending $15 to the developer. They really want people on their store. They really want people on their store. And from May 16th to June to June 13th, you can get some really, really good deals. So I'm, I'm hopefully this doesn't crash the stream. I'm opening up the... The store right now so we can see exactly like what kind of what kind of sales are going on um and it's just logging into my account and then everything should be fine because it's just a store after all um it's loading here we go store so for instance you can get john wick john wick hex 
Uh, this is a pre-purchase. The game costs $20. You're getting it for $8. Uh, Satisfactory, which is this really cool-looking game, which is normally $30, is $20. And Epic is just eating the cost. Shakedown Hawaii is a brand new game. It's $20. You're getting it for 50% off. Uh, Detroit Become Human, normally $40. You're getting it for $30. World War Z, normally $35. You're getting it for $20. Like, these are some crazy sales on PC games. And, and with go new ahead. games, too. Like, new games, too. Like, Metro Exodus is on here. World War Z is a new game. Like... There's, I mean, they've got the Walking Dead Telltale the final season for $5. Like, there's there's actually some really good stuff in here that, uh, like, if you've been holding out on some of the games that have been launched in the last six months, like, this might be worth actually taking a look at. Right, and, like, that's how much money they have to throw away. So maybe buying a booth at E3 just doesn't matter to them. They've just got so much money coming out of their ears that they're like, I don't know where to put all this money. I guess we'll buy a big E3 booth. And what are they going to show there? Like, it can't be Fortnite. <laughs> Borderlands 3, maybe? Yeah, but that's not by them, right? That's by 2K Games. No. They're just they're just the store for it, right? Isn't it 2K Games? That's true. That's uh, Gearbox, isn't it? Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, you know what? Maybe it's all of these exclusives that yeah. they, they've been going around purchasing. They're like, uh, now you are going to be on our Rocket store League. and you're going to be on our store. And we're going to say the like they're going to show off all those exclusives. Maybe that's what they're going to yeah. use the the big the big uh, the big thing for. Not for games that Epic makes, but for games that Epic has paid publishers to bring to their their platform. I don't know. It's very you, interesting. You are right, though. It it, it is 2K Gaming and uh, Gearbox uh, sold on the Epic. All right. Well, listen, let's take a quick break. Mm. We'll hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, we will talk about World of Warcraft. All right. World of Warcraft classic. Are you going to play it? Yes. <laughs> I don't know for how long, but I will definitely be playing this. Oh my goodness. I was fine. I was I was fine. I've been playing Final Fantasy 14. That's that's the current MMO that I'm playing. I'm always kind of dabbling in some MMO. And yeah. uh then somebody was like, "Hey Bill, check out this uh this uh video." And I was like, "Okay." And it was the it was the uh the the World of Warcraft what they call it with Thrall in it? Uh, safe haven safe haven yeah uh where yeah. I, I i don't know who was the other orc in that was that not sargeras um sourfang sourfang thank you yeah, so sourfang goes and and he he goes to try and recruit um uh i almost said him thor what the um thrall thrall i yeah. was i was having trouble between thor and thrawn uh but that's star wars <laughs> and marvel uh, I'm sure at some point Disney will own World of Warcraft as well, but we'll we'll see. Um, oh, that'd be crazy. That that'd would. make for okay. one heck of a BlizzCon. All right, I, I'm sorry for 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 mentioning that. There's going to be so many angry people right now. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> he uh, he goes to re recruit Thrall, and I, I won't spoil it for you. It's awesome. Uh, it's yeah. as Blizzard cinematics always are, and then. Uh, it's it said recommended and it was uh like you know how on youtube it recommends another video it recommended mm -hmm. somebody playing wow classic and i was like yeah. okay well i 
I was busy doing something at the time, and so it just kind of came up afterwards, and I was watching somebody playing WoW Classic, because right now, the beta is out, and I was, you know, I find my, found myself very, very distracted. They were going through uh, Dead Mines, which if you played on the Alliance side, you know that you know that dungeon so well, and that's where I started. I started playing on the Alliance side, um, going through Dead Mines, and I ended up watching them go through Dead Mines, and and it was like it was a, a very, very different game than the last time I played World of Warcraft. It's so strange how much that game has changed. It's a much yeah. slower pace. Uh, yes, yes, Alliance Vaxxer. <laughs> Vaxxer in chat is, is very upset that we're considering playing Alliance. I'm sorry, buddy. I played Alliance for years, and only at the only when I came back for... What was the thing before battle for Azeroth? Uh, Legion. Legion, yeah. Only, bef only when Legion came out did I switch to Horde. Uh, but... Um, I... <sighs> Go ahead. Everyone's a late bloomer. It's okay. You know, it's everyone. You go for the pretty races, and then you come to the real game. Uh, it's it happens to to most. Some some people swap over because they're just tired of of hunchbacks, but uh, they they've got some they've got some straight straight backed orcs now. It's it's well, all good. Not in WoW Classic. In WoW Classic, it's got the old models. It's got the old talent system. It's got the old uh, everything. Everything is like it was when it launched are you excited yep. i so in full so full disclosure i grew, i grew up playing uh world of warcraft games the rts's and stuff and then when 2004 came around i was like i'm not playing this this looks stupid i just want warcraft 4 and then i went and played world of warcraft and i got hooked hard and played that for years and missed out on generations of, of consoles but i got to play uh wow classic at blizzcon last year uh when they had it kind of in in a demo state and they were looking for feedback on what we felt about it and the first thing that they have you do is you get to choose like where you're going to go you're either going to pick alliance or you're going to pick horde so obviously i went with the right decision and picked horde and straight went straight to the baron's chat and <laughs> uh spent spent about uh, an hour playing wow classic in barons and it was grueling it was painful it was uh so amazingly slow paced that it was it was a it was so hard to to play that and then know that just in another hall i could go play the latest content for for the current retail version and i honestly can't wait for um for for wow classic to, to come out because it was so it was so painful to play that game back then and to have have a chance to go back and, and relive that feeling with a couple changes is going to be uh it's, it's going to be what do you have a wicked kitten in your chat what is she doing here what, what kind of oh sorry i just saw a wicked kitten and i love wicked kitten she's great she's she one of the great. best mods yeah, she, she was um, in yeah. uh, America's Next Top Pat, top Podcaster with me. <gasps> that's awesome. That makes sense. And of course, Scott was there, so that that makes sense why she was she was in that as well too. Um, sorry, I got I got distracted by a shiny thing. Um, <laughs> that's my job. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> happens to the best of us. Uh, but yeah, God, Wow Classic is going to be a lot of fun. It's it's going to be something that I'm interested to see 
what people who picked up in the game post uh, Wrath of the Lich King will think of it because once wrath of the lich king hit we had a lot of big changes that were quality of life changes like instancing and stuff Mm -hmm. and that's just not something that's in the game before like you had was the loading screen between the the outside world and uh um, continents and um, dungeons and having to go out to a meeting stone and physically meet the people that you're going to be doing the dungeon with is going to be insane. Things like trade chat and, and uh, big cities are going to be filled with people again. There's not going to be any flying. You're not going to fly anywhere. It's 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 you're going to have to that. run. Yeah. yeah, there's no flying. You're going to have to get flight points. You're going to have to get add-ons to get you to jump from flight point to flight point instead of just being able to click your final destination and have it automatically send you like you're gonna have to go flight point to flight point to flight point to flight point once again if you want to get anywhere far and the the leveling is going to be grueling you're going to spend hours days in winter springs killing yeti for for uh gems and stuff you're gonna have to do you did you ever grind out arcanite like i I don't know about you but i was a i was a horde guy running around trying to get arcanite to be able to get my arcanite reaper because that was that was the best weapon until alteric valley came out but we're not going to get alteric valley as far as i know from the start so we're not going to get things like the unstoppable force and the immovable object as far as like weapons and shields go uh we're gonna have to grind it out the way we did we're gonna have to get like old weapons and the stats on them are going to be percentage based hit and we're gonna have to level up weapon skills and have different spell levels to to deal with like you're gonna have to use lower end spells to to uh, manage your mana in raids and oh my god i forgot about that you're i mean paladins are gonna be back to to uh buffing people with blessings of kings and you're gonna have Mm -hmm. to spec into blessings of kings and you're gonna have to cast it every five minutes and horde aren't even going to get a <laughs> horde aren't even going to have paladins right They're just shaman only shamans so obviously the raiders are going to go horde because that was where bloodlust was um it's it's going to be interesting to, i'm so i'm i'm glad like anyone that doesn't know and they're just finding out about wow classic i'm glad that you uh at least get this with your wow sub so if if you did want to try it out and you wanted to check out the latest content if you're or if you are playing the latest content or maybe you're just a lapsed subber like me then you can dive back in in august uh when it comes out and get a chance to actually um check out like how this feels and you don't necessarily have to buy this as like a separate game this is just like a a, a thing that's going to be tacked on that you'll have to download a new client um like you like, it is basically like the old client so you'll have two world of warcraft games uh on your system so be prepared for that because uh, uh one of them's huge and then one of them's tiny but you're gonna have to remember to keep those up to date but um it's it's gonna be interesting to see just like it, are people gonna stick with it like is this going to satisfy the the groups of people who are running private servers on old 
content and see like if you know this is what people wanted a lot of people wanted this wow classic and we're getting it and it's it it doesn't i don't know if this is something that is going to be something that is mainstream enough i don't know it it scares me but i'm i'm I'm, i want to jump back in i want to see just how long i stick with it when it actually does come out i think that you know, they, I think that they said it best, and I don't remember exactly who said it. I, they were on stage at a BlizzCon, and somebody said, you don't want this. Like, they said, you do not want <laughs> WoW Classic. You think you do. Your nostalgia is telling you that you want it because you remember only the good things. Logan yeah. just listed off a bunch of things that are all objectively bad. But at the same time, my brain was like, yeah, that's right. It will take, I'll be stuck in Stranglethorn Vale for like months at a time. That, Getting sounds, that sounds good. Like, yeah, to me, there was something about that that was amazing. I remember there, uh, I, I, I logged into a private server of EverQuest. Did you ever play EverQuest? No, I okay. stayed away from that because I had some buddies who were in that and I saw what happened to them and I was like, dear God, I have to meet women. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I stayed away from EverQuest. Uh, well, I played a lot of EverQuest and that game, like when you died, there was a penalty for death. The, the penalty was you lost experience. So if you were like level 40, if you just hit level 41 and you get killed, you would then be level 40 again. And so you would have to do stuff. Uh, you would come back basically in your underwear and then you had to go and find your corpse. Your corpse yeah. had all of your stuff on you, on it. Like it had all of your armor, all of your weapons, all of your food, all of your water and you would come back naked basically no equipment no food no water and in that game you had to eat and drink or you would starve to death or die of thirst and you would have to traipse along avoiding everything to try and find your stuff and this sounds like this sounds terrible but there's a part of me that has a lot of nostalgia for that for a game that is really really punishing and world of warcraft classic it has i mean i wouldn't say that it's punishing it's definitely a step up as far as punishing from from everquest uh you know when you die you become a ghost and then you could just float to wherever it is that you died and get your stuff back that's a definitely a step up you don't lose xp when you die but the the things that you had to do in that game like to get a mount, you you better not ever spend money ever on anything oh. because as you're leveling, uh, you you're just constantly looking at that that the uh, the amount of gold that you have and you're like, okay, if I keep saving, there's a chance that when I unlock uh, riding a mount at level forty, and keep in mind, level forty is a long time in classic wow when i unlock a a mount at level 40 i might i might have a hundred gold at that point and if i do then i can buy it and if not then that sucks and then you get an epic mount at level 60 but you had to pay a 
thousand gold for that. And I remember when I, when my character hit forty, I did not have a hundred gold to spend to get my mount. So I probably didn't get my mount until like level forty-two or something like that. And that took me forty levels, forty levels or forty-two levels to earn that hundred gold to unlock the mount. And then I had to save a thousand to get the epic mount. Like you are walking and walking and walking in this game for days. And it sounds terrible. Res TV and chat is saying, I'm getting stressed just listening to this discussion. I do not want to go back to this. Stranglethorn was the worst. But at the same time, it was the best. You know what I mean? So there there was a there like there was a strategy that some people eventually learned that it, and and it came to 40 and it, you're right 100 gold was a lot back then it was hard to get and there were people that would they would not buy their spell upgrades they yeah. would they would <laughs> they would roll a mage just so they didn't have to buy food and water they would take a druid just so they could have travel form so they didn't necessarily have to buy a mount and they were a little bit slower but at least they saved their money for their epic mount like there were people who worked uh, like they were subpar in dungeons because they were just trying to save for a mount so they could travel a little bit faster. That's how painful running around without a mount was. Like ghost wolf form was a godsend because shamans could run around and do whatever they wanted in PvP. Hard and only. not many yeah, and and druid, like you could be a druid and you could you could uh, try and catch them, um, but like hunters had to buy ammo. Oh rogues God, had to have uh, rogues. You had to buy the poisons. You had to buy vanishing powder. You had to buy uh, 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 reagents and stuff like. You, if you didn't stock up on reagents before a dungeon and the raid leader called for arcane brilliance and you didn't have the ruins, like you're out. Like you don't get to you don't get to hang out. You don't I don't care how good your DPS is. If you can't buff the raid, you're out. That's it. You come prepared or you don't come at all. Uh -huh. And then you spent 30 minutes sharing food and water with every like mages had to arrive like a half hour early before raids just so they could make food and water for the raid, just so they could cast spells in a dungeon and then hand it to each person. And and God forbid somebody lied and said that they that they didn't get it and then they had to like ration out more food and water for the for that person who's sitting on stacks and stacks of food and water and before every you know you had to like cycle people to to uh, make sure that you know whoever was out of mana uh, between packs of mobs that they could drink while other people went and and did AOE uh, um, uh, attacks and stuff and it sounds grueling but that was what was like you were committed to that game like the the people that played wow in classic like they were committed to a lifestyle that suggested that you really were like you appreciated just how amazing that game was for the time 
in comparison to the other MMOs and to, to, to stick with it for as long as it has, like there's a reason why the original, uh, the original players of, of classic say that, uh, world of Warcraft has gone soft, um, with, with allowing everyone to, to just have like whatever they want, because they remember how hard it was to get benediction. They remember how hard it was to get, uh, uh, or, or oh, I can't remember what that blade was called. Um, but it was it was what people wanted out of an MMO. They wanted the World of Warcraft slapped onto an MMO and given to the masses and and Blizzard nailed it first time out. And it was better than any of the MMOs out there as far as I was concerned. And it's still like 15 years later, still one of the best MMOs. So all those horrible things that we said, both of us have said we're still going to play it. Because yep. you can't not try it again, <laughs> and it's it's like when you when you load up, uh, you know, a game that you played when you were a kid. I wasn't even a kid for crying out loud. When when World of Warcraft came out, I was not quite married, but I already had a kid. Like my wife and I were living together, and we had our our, our daughter was was there, and I was in the beta test at that time. My daughter is 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 twenty now. So like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. World of Warcraft has been 14 years, 14 years that that game has been out. And I feel nostalgia for it in a big way. It it just, I was fine until I sat down and watched (laughs) that person go through dead mines. And I was just, and then they fought, they fought Edwin Van Cleef at the end. And I was just like, Oh my God, it looks so great. I I was so excited uh i have to play this and it's so it's so good can we can we talk for a second about the um the the thrall cinematic yeah yeah yeah. because i oh man i don't know what it is about the the cinematics team but i I, like the warcraft movie that we got like the 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 one that that came out a couple years ago that was cool it looked great but I swear, I want the the Blizzard crew to make an actual movie in it, with the cinematic scene that they have, because this movie, just like knowing who the characters are and what's going on with the story right now, like I was getting emotional. Like I was just like, oh, I can't believe Sourfang. And if you haven't watched this, you have to watch it. But my gosh, uh, like this, this is like. It was insane to see Thrall hanging out in uh, the burning, like he was on old Draenor, like broken Draenor. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to make this life for himself. He's trying to like raise a family and get away from all the constant threat of world ending experiences by being on a dead world as it is. And to have Saurfang come back and be like, dude, I can't handle this on my own. I need you to come help me. And for Thrall to sit there and be like indignant, like, and, and I mean, he's, he deserves it. He's helped save that, that world so many times mm-hmm. he deserves a happy ending and stuff. But to be like, I can't believe you brought these, these murderers to my home. And he's like, I followed them. I, was I know like, that oh, was intense. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> of course, our thing would be following these undead rogue to find out what's going on. He's, he's trying to find out what Sylvanas is up to. 
who if you guys haven't played world of warcraft recently battle for lord Ron has been such an interesting uh expansion it's it's i don't think it's necessarily the best but it's definitely the one that has um some of the best story writing in it uh that i've ever i mean burning of teldrassil is like that was insane like sylvanas is just taking this turn and i can't believe it and yeah I, i'm sure anyone that doesn't play world of Warcraft is like you guys are naming a bunch of names this is weird uh-huh. but man the emotional response that i got from that cinematic i probably watched that cinematic trailer at least 15 times the day that it came out and it it, it hit trending number one at youtube at like three in the morning that day it was insane it's Uh, it's the the cinematic you're you're absolutely right about the cinematics team they are gods among men like they are the most talented people on the planet when it comes to telling a story and crafting some ridiculously good visuals uh like you can't believe it and the acting the acting in these is insane (sighs) and i'm i'm not even just talking about the ones where it's uh where it's clear like like they do some amazing things in engine as well uh when i played through uh battle for azeroth stuff and I got to end game or not end game. I got to max level and I played through those most of the story. I'm sure that more has come since then, but I got through most of the story for uh, my character and I had an absolute blast. But there were moments like when when you're on that ship and the I can't remember the exact thing, but you're on a ship and like a monster comes out of nowhere and, and like sinks the ship and the the scene where where uh jaina is is you know she goes back home and and like there's um like her mother like oh my god the way her mother acted when she saw her i was like i I said to my wife i go honey you have got to watch the acting in this and she came in and she doesn't play world of warcraft she doesn't really play video games at all and she was like that was that was pretty damn cool like just the acting on janius face when her mother treated her the way that she did i was just like oh my god it's it's fantastic uh wicked kitten in chat said she teared up and she's on the horde side she hates jana i can't believe you hate jana wicked kitten she didn't actually say that but this new grumpy this new one uh i was when they like the idea that they're bringing thrall back i was just I'm very, oh, very excited for that. And that weapon that he pulled out, because he doesn't have Doomhammer anymore. Like he kicks that yeah. hit the, his uh his um blacksmithing area, yeah, his anvil away. Yeah. And he reached down and he pulls out this handle and I was like, What the hell is that? That that can't be Doomhammer. He gave Doomhammer away. Um No. No. It was he, severed, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, he doesn't have Doomhammer anymore. And then he pulls out that axe, and I was like, That axe is dope. Can can i can i toss out a theory real quick yeah i i think so okay so <laughs> um as it, most of us are all huge marvel fans and uh hopefully hopefully there's a, a scene in in the latest uh, marvel on. movie that everyone okay do not spoil that movie for anybody okay 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 i'm sorry um i, I know that no, yeah, the yeah. russo brothers said that uh the spoiler <laughs> ban is over i have a spoiler ban like for much longer than anybody else uh okay. after we're done recording 
you could tell me your 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 idea and i will post a picture on uh twitter that uh gives my reaction to said <laughs> to, okay. to, to what you're saying because I, <laughs> I don't want somebody listening to this and have them get spoiled for endgame because i love that movie true true um <laughs> so, yeah I wouldn't, sorry I, fair enough no 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 yeah i i want them to enjoy endgame and if they haven't seen it what's wrong with you yeah i i, I agree uh but you know some people just you know they have kids and they can't get away <laughs> and it's a three-hour movie so uh i don't it's i don't true. want that spoiled uh that's spoilers all right maybe maybe i'll record what his his idea was and i'll put it in at the very end of the show so those of you want to know what he was going to say although we are pretty close to the end of the show already uh yeah. you just stick around after the closing music and we'll we'll put it in okay all right uh so anything else about world of warcraft um i hope that i get a chance to get that collector's edition for the 15 year anniversary because that ragnaros statue looks amazing and i really want it and, i haven't even uh, seen yeah. it let me let me look oh, world God. of War. so this will be my initial reaction world of warcraft 15, 15. years anniversary a collector's edition all right yeah. uh it's been sold out like everywhere all right so i'm and clicking I'm, on it right now it. oh damn that is that is really cool i wish i could i don't have it set up so that you guys can see it uh if you're watching the video uh, but that Ragnaros statue is really cool. Why is it gold though? Like he should be red. I well, I think it's gold just for the the. But I mean, there is in Hearthstone that that light uh, version of Ragnaros too. So I could maybe explain it away like that. But I don't care. Amazing, I want. Yeah, I, I think it's it would be too tall for the shelf behind me anyway. So like, I have. It's a collector's edition of um, Morrowind for Elder Scrolls Online, and it came oh, with this wow. thing, and I was like, oh, man, I was so excited, and then I went to put it on my shelf. Oh, that's cool. And it's too damn tall. I can't put it on my shelf, so it just sits on my... Oh, man. It sits on my desk and ruins things, uh, but it, it's well, the, really cool. The rag one, I think, is only six inches. If I'm if I'm thinking about it right. Oh, really? It looks so much larger. It does. Yeah, it looks way bigger in the photos than than I, I think it actually is. Um, but yeah, God, no, it's, it's a so ten inch pretty. statue. Ten inches. Oh, is it? It says oh, okay. ten plus. Ten plus. Yeah. Why can't they just put the actual? <laughs> yeah, I know. Why not ten point five or something? It's ten plus inches. Um, so silly. Maybe he's taller on a good day or something. I don't know. That's what I usually <laughs> tell people. Five Results ten on a good vary. day. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else about World of Warcraft? No, I I can't wait. It's coming. Classics out in August. The beta's out now. Um, more content to come. Probably uh, around like BlizzCon time. Um, I can't wait to find out what's going on with Thrall. But yeah. Actually, I have something else that I have to say about World of Warcraft. So they've mentioned that they might do um, Burning Legion and uh, Wrath of the Lich King style servers mm. later. What I think would be the best thing, first off, have servers that are locked in time and never, ever go forward. But I would also really, really like it if they had servers that just followed the patches that they 
that they did throughout the years. So, or, or the expansions that they did throughout the years. So, uh, you're playing on this, uh, classic server. And then after a year or a year and a half or something, bam, they, they, they patch it so that now it's the next, it's just like you were playing 14 years ago. You know, wouldn't that be rad? They, they, so with classic, they have said that they are doing a roadmap where they're going to be releasing the patches that came out, like the content updates, like Zul'Gurub and Zul'Aman and, um, uh, uh, oh man, I just blinked on what the, on Courage and then, um, Nax Ramus. They are going to be doing those, at staggered releases. I can't remember the cadence that they talked about, but they did say that they were going to be releasing the content updates, um, post launch of classic after a certain amount of time so there will be like server first um rewards for those that finish on garage uh who op- who who managed to open up the gate and stuff and there's going right. to be people that get to see nax ramus uh after after a certain amount of time because i think nax they said was um was the the last one that they're going to be releasing so people that, that was didn't the last get a chance patch before burning crusade before burst yeah yeah so and then and it, which is cool because that was the that was the best in-game world events i think the the game ever had outside of uh the the opening of on the the plagues that they did to to like have um like plague uh gosh what are they called i can't think the, the necropolis is around the world mm-hmm. and you had to go there and you had to actually like you know destroy the 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 spoiled food and kill the undead that were there and stuff that event and then getting plagued and then taking that plague back to the city and uh infecting players randomly and turning them into ghouls and then and actually infect other people uh to get them to turn into a ghoul and you had to try and convert the city on your own like that was one of the best events it really was and not a lot of people ever got to experience that and i can't i can't wait to i can't wait to play that again that's gonna be so much fun (laughs) (laughs) oh man excited We, we are excited listen uh i was gonna i had some feedback from the last episode about um you know whether or not loot boxes are gambling and stuff but you know, if you want to know what everybody said, then go to the show notes at runjumpstomp.com. But uh, but uh, Logan and I are already past an hour, so we don't want to go too much longer. Um, man, I really appreciate you uh, you coming on the show. Uh, tell everyone where they can find your stuff. Um, if you're looking for Sea of Thieves content, maybe you have a small inkling to check it out. I highly recommend it. You can always find my podcast on any of your pet podcatchers or, uh, uh, iTunes, Google play, Spotify, YouTube, all those good places. Uh, just search Keelhauled or Sea of Thieves podcast. You'll find mine in there. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can always do so at Captain Logan at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N at, at, uh, um, Twitter. And then if you want to send me any feedback or stories of uh, cool things that you've done you can always send me an email at c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com and he streams on twitch as well under the same uh the same username yep. all right if you want to become a part of the community or uh, join our discord over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord you can also also watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp you can get a hold of me on twitter at runjumpstomp use the hashtag rjs pod so i can figure out what show you're talking to and if you are looking for ways to support the show go to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you 
For more content like this, go to runjumpstomp.com shows. The music that is playing right now is Through a Cardboard World by Tony Lays. I'll see you next time. Thanks, Captain Logan. Thank you. Oh, and stick around after the music. He's going to tell us the spoilers. Listen, if you haven't already run away, then this is your own fault if he spoils something for you. So you've got exactly 30 seconds before he starts talking all about everything. And people have got out their timers to prove me wrong. But uh, all about everything Avengers Endgame. Uh, and we're not going to do a whole end Avengers podcast here. But all right. He has a, he has a theory okay. about Thrall and his weapons, and it relates to Endgame. So let's hear it, Captain Logan. Okay, so if you have seen Endgame, then you know that, uh, or probably where I'm going with this, um, but in Endgame, there's that scene, and Blizzards, we know that they're big fans of Endgame uh, as well. So I have this theory that uh, Thrall, when he when he killed uh, Garrosh, uh, he kind of cheated in the mock Garrosh and called down the elements to uh, basically fry Garrosh. And since then, He's felt disconnected from uh, the the from the the elements and doesn't feel like he can really wield Doomhammer anymore. He feels like he said it felt like a weight uh, to be carrying around, and I feel like um, they might take a nod from. Oh no, he's breaking up. Now you'll never know what he was going to say. He's completely frozen. Oh, he's back. All right. We, <laughs> the last thing we heard is uh, they, that they've taken a nod from. Uh, they've taken a nod from Thor, and Thor went back in time and reclaimed his hammer uh in that scene and he and it was like a really touching moment because you he realized that he was still worthy to wield Mjolnir. And I think that Thrall might come back and as a result of helping uh the horde or the the new horde will probably become a new horde after sylvanas defects from the horde i think that he's going to find his connection with the elements and that he's going to find that he was always worthy to wield Doomhammer, and that they'll probably bring Doomhammer back and then he'll have Doomhammer and severed mm, okay so that's the name of the uh, of the axe that he has. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that severed is the name of his axe because I think it was his father's axe. Oh, OK. Yeah, I can't remember Hammer that stuff. I have him. the memory of a goldfish. So that stuff is uh, is outside of my uh, my my brain space. I can't I can't keep it all tra uh, in, in line like you. Like Warcraft lore and Sea of Thieves lore are the two things that I have right now. That's 
I've got a couple appointments and, and like remembering to clean the litter box and feed my cats and <laughs> everything else is, is sucked up with, uh, with lore from those two games. And yeah, Wicked Kitten, I, I love Sylvie. Sylvie's my favorite. I'm kind of sad that they're going to have to do something to her later on. Oh, she bummed. needs to die. Oh, she's already dead. Just let her be. She needs to die more. She needs to die no. more. Uh, because no. I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, we can't talk anymore. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, we've been talking yeah. for a long time. It's a long podcast. Thanks for coming on, man. I'm going to hit a button and there's going to oh, be a sound. It. Hey, Paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. There you go, Paisanos. I'll see you guys <laughs> next time. Thanks again, Captain Logan. Thank you very much.